Morning, Jarvis. Good morning, Commander. How we doing? The ship's systems have been checked and are okay. Have I got any emails? Yes, two. What's the first email? From Alvin DeFear. Grr woof woof grr. Translating, please wait. Is Thursday's Studio 5 recording completed? What's the second one? From M. Stryker. Sorry Ventura, but I am unable to meet with you this weekend. Something has come up. We'll talk to you next month. Okay, back to the main menu. Uh, can you get the latest edition of the Hot Orbital Radio News Digest? Thanks. Right, play it when you have it. Please wait. Searching. Searching. Found. Loading. Now playing. Far out in the uncharted backwaters of the unfashionable end of the western spiral arm of the galaxy lies a small, unregarded yellow sun. No, that's as maybe, but it's not the point of our story. A mere 4.22 light years away, there's that point two two again, numerologists would have a field day. It's a much nicer star, and if you travel away from this star for less than 90 minutes, which is only about 0.000007 times as long as a giant tortoise's lifespan, in the right direction, you'll come across a collection of metal and glass, with lights twinkling in the darkness. Oh, all right, smarty pants, we know they wouldn't twinkle because there's no atmosphere, but hey, who's telling this story? If you manage to find a pad free, you can make your way through the myriad corridors to Studio 5, or 5A, or 5B, depending on the orientation of the station, where, on a Thursday, amid the collection of ne'er-do-wells and villains of the galaxy, you can find a few like-minded individuals joined by a common bond. That of having nothing better to do, seated, huddled together for warmth, eagerly awaiting the moment when an unseen voice says, Our mics are live. everyone, it's Hutton Orbital News once again. I am your host for this evening, Harry Balzac. Rudolf Hucker was scheduled to host today, but he's been called away on urgent business to another part of the bubble where they eat their evening meals unfeasibly late and where lawyers are actually liked. Not for him the luxury of an orca or the spacious luxury cabins of a beluga. Your absent presenter travelled in a second-hand hauler, one with the cabin fitted externally, and passed through a security examination that resulted in him regretting the choice of kilt for travel attire, and with him apparently being forced to marry the TSA, or Touching Space Agent, who risked life, limb and latex to search. Blue Knockers has declined to appear, quoting something that sounded remarkably like grinding for credits, and Dick Chafing has, ironically, slipped in the shower whilst reaching for the soap. Or at least that's what he told the warden. That's enough about people who are not here. Let's talk to the wonderful presenters who could not find an excuse to be elsewhere. On my left is the ever-welcome Amelia. Hello, Harry. It's wonderful to be back here. You're my favourite presenter. And I'm delighted to be I'm delighted to be warning with you again. Wait, wait a minute. Sorry, Harry. Um, 
should that have been working with you I can read your handwriting. Um, moving on, uh, sitting on my right hand is the ever lovely Norma Snockers. Thank you, Harry. And last, but by no means least, the Willie we all stand proud for, Willie B. Hardigan. Thank you, Harry. Always nice to have a warm interest when I arrive. Ah, guilty of all charges. Pilots Federation in mysterious collaboration. Hotbox Rocket jocks in Delcar Ding Dong. Repentant report for regretfully remiss reporting. Peripatetic pilots prolong principally pointless passage. All that tasty cargo. Atrius 5060. No, really, it's him. Provides a combined Thargoid Report Hatswing briefing. Remember to pass the port to the left. Have you heard about the rumours? Lose bit. The cat's out of the Schrodinger bag as it's finally revealed that there are no community goals to reveal this week. There was celebration in LHS 340 this week, marred only by a handful of protesters when Hutton's judiciary handed down a sentence of life in Cubicle 3 to one Tharg the Mighty. The bench of three judges, as juries were abolished by Alvin as a thoroughly stupid idea. After all, who heard of the public being able to make a sensible decision? What will be next? Allow them to vote. <laughs> Appointed by Alvin and Progenitor Wolf as independent arbiters of the law according to Dog, spent just over a month deliberating on the various charges. The Department of Hutton Prosecutions, or DOHP, filed a series of charges in absentia against the mighty, including willful destruction of property, assault with a dangerous biological object, deliberately eating frozen humans, speeding in the docking bay, trespass, various public order offences related to green goo, strange noises, and the very public fear of being probed, defined in law as an action that would make a trucker of sound mind and body fear for their safety. This latter charge was thrown out after the judges were unable to find such a trucker. And of course, the most heinous of crimes, deliberate destruction of a hut and mug with intent to cause mods. Sticklers for due process, the ancient legal tradition of habeas corpus was discussed at length before the decision was arrived to try Mr. The Mighty in his absence. Apparently, he's been witnessed habeas habeasing one too many corpses with his tractor beam. The final sentence, considered by many in the galaxy to be lenient, was life imprisonment on the naughty step. Concurrent with internment in the gulag that is cubicle three, with nothing more than a toothbrush and some rubber gloves. Concurrent with death by station guns for the loitering crime, and of course, eternity in purgatory for the smashing of the mug. Mr. The Mighty 
is said to be eligible for parole sometime in about 1,000 years, give or take. Just long enough for humanity to have forgotten all about the Thargoids again and go through this whole rigmarole again. Either that, or they've just discovered they've got legs and are too busy jumping around on the moon to give a monkeys. Tharg's minions were unavailable for comment, though they did send back a bag of mush that happens to weigh exactly the same as the intern that we dispatched to garner their opinion. We are currently testing the DNA and potentially adding a few more items to Tharg's rap sheet. Pilots Federation has recently announced that it's going to join forces with a corporation best known for allowing people to dress up at weekends and pretend to be Roman soldiers, or Banana Republic dictators. Speculation is rife as to the intended end result of this cooperation, but one popular theory is that cooperation has accidentally created an improved Remlock suit whilst testing their latest idea, which allows people to dress up at weekends and pretend to be a film star on some kind of reddish planet that has mostly carbon dioxide as an atmosphere. Some kind of space farming simulation, we think. Whatever comes out of this association, the Pilots' Federation has said that we won't see it until 3307 at the earliest. Hotbox commanders assembled on Saturday at the Delcar Canyon Speedway in their highly tuned Imperial Couriers for a no-holds-barred festival of speed pushing piloting prowess to the very edge of what is possible. Each and every one of the speed machines had been tuned to within a nanometer of its life. Drives had been boosted, system strips, and Wraith Bobby B even used the canyon wall to scrape off some of his paint for lightness. Everyone posed for selfies before heading to the start line where Race Marshal Commander Madur lined up in his beautifully styled Imperial Cutter support ship, which he promptly reversed through the field of waiting competitors. Most of the, these pilots have cat-like reflexes and were able to avoid any unpleasantness, but there were a few boo-boos and repair limpets had to be deployed. Once everyone had regained their collective composure, the race started. Lasers cut the sky, and when they died away, it was go, go, go in Delcar. They were off. Colorful contrails crisscrossed the sky. Everyone swept around the long right-hander and into the next straight. Then there was a tight left where most of the pilots went right instead and began blazing their own trail. Those commanders who were able to keep to the correct course pulled ahead until the sudden but inevitable treachery of their friends and colleagues shooting them with module shutdown and drag munitions even things up a bit. It's quite telling that hotbox commanders turned up to a race with stripped out ships but still felt the need to bring heavy weaponry. And they were right, after the racing ended, the team hunted down a few criminals who were skulking until the heat died down. Our intrepid racers brought the fiery, explosive hand of justice down upon them with great vengeance and furious anger. So, all in all, a good night for Hotbox. Oh, and the race winners were Marco2612 in the first race and Wraith Bobby B in the second race. Hot an orbital incident report form. Incident location, Hutton Orbital. Date and time of incident, um, sort of now-ish. Report the officer, Mia Harkness. Circulate to his fluffiness Alvin the Fear, progenitor Leo Wolf. Type of incident, sweary words. Type of damage, delicate sensibilities. Well, tonight's apology report comes in layers, like cake and onions and lasagna. Firstly, the apology for the apology. I was supposed to do an apology last week and I didn't. I spent most of the day working on my courier, 
running around trying to find materials to help the engineers who were tarting it up for me. Felicity Farseer had just finished bypassing and resetting the safety limits for my thrusters for that extra bit of oomph. When the time came, she had asked me to stay for tea and biscuits. I really should have rushed off to Hutton, but I didn't want to cut and run on her, so I stayed. Plus she had those biscuits with the pink icing, and no one can resist those. Anyway, I was too late to get the report written and recorded, so I'm really very, very sorry. What must you think of me? Now, to the main apology, which you should have made last week. This one goes out to the people of Galnet, in particular to the Get Involved in Galnet forum team. Shortly before the Dusty Bento Balls convoy, Commander Vantian posted names of some of the wings taking part. One of these was a wing made up of commanders from a group which we shall refer to as Hot Poop. Since their real name is top secret, because they don't exist, and also because it's a bit rude, Commander Vantian was severely reprimanded for his outrageous use of expletives. I mean, for sake. So anyway, we are desperately sorry for any upset we have caused. I'm sorry, Commander Vantian is sorry, and Hotput would be sorry if they existed, but they don't, so they're not, and we can't do anything about it. But if they did, then they would be, and we would definitely do something. We really hope this helps put us back in an even keel again. Oh, happy International Surfers Day. Mia Hartless, Apology Officer, Team Hotbox. Sorry again. How was that? Did it sound like sincere? Because I really wanted it to sound sincere. No, of course I don't really mean it. I have to do about 20 of these things a day for Hotbox. I know, I know, but if I called them hot shit on the radio, then I would end up getting a public warning. What flashing light? Of course I haven't left this thing record. Hutton Orbital Radio would just like to apologise for that last apology from the sorry apology for an apology officer. Suspicion has been rising about a possible sideline, another joint operation between the Pilots' Federation and, of all people, the Hutton Orbital floor-mopping guy. After his usual rounds of cleaning in Cubicle 3, wary eyes have noticed several Type 6s leaving the station. Nothing too unusual there, but reports have come in from our brave pilots that in the combat zones around Avic, they have seen Hutton Special Ops, the really tough NPC ships, firing organic missiles, which are caustic, similar to the Thargoid caustic missiles. Coincidence? You decide. Those well-known hotbox clowns of the black, Commanders Short Engineer 78, Marco 2612, Shoreside Customs and Rampage 737 have set off for the former Dine Rift to have a look at abandoned settlements and generally cause havoc. Commander Short Engineer 78 has already proven that he needs glasses and he dented a star on the way, requiring in-transit repairs. We hear that Commander Shoreside keeps getting distracted by every shiny world he sees and is trying for the record for the most probes used in a day. Commander Marco 2612 appears to be obsessed with writing apologies. They expected to arrive for their first tour in the Heart Nebula yesterday, but unfortunately, Shore Engineer 78 has got mods. So the others are just sitting in a bar, waiting for him to turn up. Incoming message from Hackscom. Okay, truckers, looks like Atrus 5060 is unavailable to do his usual report, and since he did me a solid last week while I was having a bad go of it in Cubicle 3, I'm happy to return the favor. 
Here it goes. Good evening, truckers. Oh, sorry, sir, but you have to do the voice. What? The voice? Yeah, it's in the presenter's agreement. Oh, you're kidding me. No, I'm not doing the voice. Okay, but there's some penalties listed here if you don't. Like what? Well, the first one is about being the attendant for cubicle three for a month. Then there's something Good about... evening, truckers. Atrus 5060 here with this week's Thargoid Report, courtesy of Canon Interstellar. I'm doing the voice. Yay, it's the voice. For another week, the brave, independent, and Tizino pilots did the job that the superpowers and ages couldn't do and swept Thargoid forces out of all systems facing incursion. Well done, all of you. You are a lovely lot indeed. But while we continue to find victory when those dastardly Thargoids are willing to show their faces... Do, do they have faces? Well, I'm not actually sure. Anyway, victory is much more elusive when they hide in the shadows. So the following systems which were invested last week are now facing incursions this week. Oh, a list of systems to read. Those are my very favorites. Ahem. <clears throat> Hang. Queamoni. Oh, boy. Abdonada. Oh, that's a diddly doodah. Svaratia. Valtum. And Sukosi. Sokosi, Sokosai? Oh well. Oh, yes, and Tharg is being very sneaky in Sokosai. He attacked Marauder Station, declared a war, and then didn't bother to show up. Thargoid forces in that system are hiding in little groups detectable only as non-human signal sources. The Eagle Eye Network, oh, see, Aegis is good for something after all, is reporting more sneaky Thargoids infesting the following systems. Yay, more systems. Ah, uh, Rasaste? What easy one. HIP 12155. Carpaca? Not to be confused with a car park. Wakandini? How, how do you say the two eyes? Eeni, I think. Anyway. Hang? And Svaradia. Well, of course, Hang and Svaradia were also in last week's Eagle Eye list. So hopefully we have two fewer systems at risk this week. Or they may start reporting something different tomorrow. Fog of war, you know. Next up is Commander Falco to... Oh, wait, that's me. Oh, except it's not me right now. I'm Atrus 5060. Oh, this is very confusing. Commander Duke will deliver the Hexwing briefing and let all of our brave AX truckers know where we will be striking back at these caustic critters. Good luck out there. For the mug. Okay, Hex... <coughs> okay, Hexwing. This week, we need our combat pilots to report to Zvaratia for standard incursion defense. Once that is cleared, we will move on to the infestation and Rasasti to help the independent faction Cooper Industries and prevent them from suffering a third station attack. For our rescue pilots, we're going to try something a little different. Tharg has refused to join in open combat in Sokolsi, but obviously still wants to raid the snack tin of Moranov Station. You are going to get in there and raid it first. Get as many civilians out of that station and ferry to the rescue ship that you can. Once Tharg realizes there's no crisps left, we hope he will leave the system and we can get the station into Operation Ida's repair queue. And if you're able to run the Hutton Helper and the ED Market Connector while you're doing it, LCU no fool like one would appreciate the data it will collect. And you know how much the Boffins like their data. 
Okay, truckers, let's mount up, fight hard, very many, and defend the mug. And Axcom transmission. Defend the mug. Ah, hang on, everyone. I've just heard that Cecil found that recording in his jacket pocket when he woke up in the bar this morning. All right, I say his, it was the one he was wearing anyway, and was a little late bringing it to the studio. So since the time of that recording, there have been changes. This just in from Canon. The Eagle Eye list has changed. Heng and Svaratia are no longer being reported as targets. Yay! Which makes sense as they were last week's targets. And Hoff and Medzist are now in. They're now in Tharg the Mighty Sights. Apparently, the operators of Eagle Eyes 3 and 5 slept in today and reported their new data a little late. Thanks, guys. Putin's administration has sent a notice to all pilots to check the expiry date on their pilot's licences after a number of truckers were admitted to Nurse Wyatt's bonkers wing in a drooling mess. Pilots appear to have been caught in the bureaucratic nightmare that is the PVLA, Pilot and Vehicle Licensing Authority Head Office. Normally, applying for reissue of your license simply required a rubber stamp from your local system authority figure. In our case, that would be Ms. Wolf and her team. Should your license expire before it's renewed, you're in for a world of pain. You are required to present yourself in person, no holler me, doesn't count, nor do clones or cardboard cutouts of yourself, at the offices on Founders World in Shinrata, of course. If you're not elite, then you're not allowed to, which means you're off petty friends with all those other plebs who left it too late. From that point, you're required to provide 14 forms of identification, including birth certificate, notarised confirmation from a senior member of the Pilots' Federation that your face is indeed an accurate approximation of the one on your hollow me, and that you've not had surgery to look different. There's then a DNA test, which not only checks that you're you, it checks that you've not edited your codes in the past year to become someone else. It also screens for the effects of progenitor cells, those of you trying to maintain their youthful vigour through drugs. Finally, there are fees to be paid, cues to be joined, sour-faced, red-tape, loving trouts of all genders, the look condescending at you, of course, and the obligatory arse print identification. Used by police to identify who was in the pilot's seat at the time of that loitering incident. If you survive that, then wait two weeks, at which point a courier might or might not deliver it to your home planet, by which point you'll be halfway to Beagle Point with the police on your heels flying without a licence. Or they might just put a card through your door saying, sorry you weren't in. Or in short, it's not worth the hassle. Do the thing or trust us. You'll need serious medication and a nice lie-down to recover from that experience. There are complaints that rumours don't exist anymore. No, do Chinese whispers. Not that the Chinese have any special monopoly on rumours, or the lack of them. There are rumours that the rumours are being suppressed by the Empire at the behest of President Hudson, who was sick to death of all those stories about Russian hookers. And, so as not to draw attention to his alleged bedroom habits, he quashed all rumours. The press are up in arms that the Red Tops have seen the fall in sale due to a lack of salacious nonsense about who is boinking whom from the Empire and exactly which politician it was that hadn't taken drugs. 
It turns out that politicians are falling over themselves to admit that they once smoked onion head or mainline performance enhancers in order to gain a few inches. Column inches, that is. As Lou's left Norma dangling this week, he says he's working, but we know better. We're a little short on detail regarding the BGS this week, but we do know that it's important to win the war in AVIC. It's a friendly war, as we intend to go for control afterwards. We're in election in Hill Passy, so try to win that too. Remember, if you're in the Hill Passy Street Blues, be careful out there. And with that, over to Norma. There are no community goals this week, so you're going to have to use your imagination to work out how to use up some of that excess energy that you still have. Well, howdy there, partner. My name's Buck, and I'm a trader. People ask me, Mr. Naked, just what do you trade in? Well, I'll trade anything to earn me more credits, but what old Buck Naked trades in is his very own space cow. Y'all know it as the Lakon Spaceways Type 9. She may turn slow and lumber along, but she's got plenty of room in her belly to store your load. And when I take her to Hutton Orbital, you can be sure that Buck Naked will be relaxing in his cockpit, counting the credits those poor saps will pay me for delivering hundreds of tons of goods they need. So if you want to get rich, pick yourself up a Lacon Spaceways Type 9, the Space Cow, for your utter delight. And the news about this week's community goals is that there aren't any. Flossie told you what to do. Not an orbital radio. If you think death is unpleasant, just wait till you die. News Digest, 20th of June, 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, dirty fuel rats force fuel on helpless victims. Shaking down the angels. Powerplay Galactic Cup. Raiding the Galnet Archives. Dirty rats force fuel on helpless victims. The fuel rats, those cute little fellows who serve the same purpose as a highly mobile scoopable star and who are well known for helping out commanders, turned evil this week after a prolonged period during which no calls for help whatever 
were received. Fuel Rat Dispatcher Commander Daoud Al-Zark put out a plea to commanders to fly more dangerously. It's been hours without a call, he said. Too many of you have learned the wisdom of equipping a fuel scoop and filtering your route to use scoopable stars. The rats are starting to hand out melee weapons in chat. It's getting ugly. Please, de-equip your fuel scoops, set reckless routes, fly to Hutton in an eagle. Anything helps. When that appeal failed, it's rumoured that groups of fuel rats started patrolling in engineered fer de lances, interdicting commanders and refuelling them at gunpoint, using threatening language such as Congratulations, you are being rescued, please do not resist. And Yar, this is a fuelery. Cut your engines and submit to being refuelled. Or die. Shaking down the angels. Following last week's successful construction of the printworks for the Sagittarius I faction in Malaise, this week it was the turn of Commander Joshua Maser's Evangeline's Elite Expeditionary Force to benefit from the kindness of Pilots Federation members who have built a new megaship for the Force. To be called the EFS Archangel, after the Force's spiritual leader, Archangel Evangeline, the megaship will remain based in the Shanna Bay system until someone can work out how to fire up its massive hyperdrives. Over the coming weeks, it'll be undertaking a short intra-system tour as its so-called shakedown voyage. Let's hope that none of the important bits fall off. Powerplay Galactic Cup Here are the latest scores from the Powerplay Galactic Cup. Ashling Duval, 1,658. Edmund Mahan, 1,299. Arissa Lavigny Duval, 1,352. Felicia Winters, 916. Denton Petraeus, 760. Zachary Hudson, 750. Lee Yong Ri, 437. Zamina Torval, 532. Pranavantal, 432. Arkham Delane, 593. And Yuri Grom, playing by himself, 700. And 98. Raiding the Galnet Archives. It's easy to forget how far we've come since the invention of the frameshift drive. Let's take a moment to look back at what was happening on this day over the past four years. On the 20th of June 3301, we were just getting over the scare about Emperor Hengist Duval's health. The Emperor had been attacked and poisoned a month earlier, but Chancellor Blaine explained to the Senate that the Emperor was well on the road to recovery. Blaine also praised Princess Lavigny for her tireless pursuit and elimination of the conspirators. Hail the Emperor! 
bask in his glory. A year later, in 3302, the galaxy was a hive of activity. The Crab Nebula expedition had just departed from Mitterrand Hollow. The search for the missing Jacques station had been called off. Cannon condemned the deployment of Farragut battlecruisers in Marope, and the Formidine rifters were appealing for help to search the area beyond the Heart and Soul Nebulae for what they vaguely described as something beyond the galactic arm that may change humanity's view of the cosmos. A few days later, an unknown group called the EG Pilots won their wildcard entry into an event called The Dangerous Games Rise to Power. On the 20th of June 3303, galactic leaders held press conferences to address the confirmation that mysterious ships seen in Maya and elsewhere in the Pleiades were Thargoid in origin, which turns out to be why those Farragut battlecruisers had been deployed there the previous year. President Hudson said, Prepare for war! Emperor Levigny Duval, who replaced the fully recovered but by now completely stone-dead Emperor Hengist, said, Don't panic! And Prime Minister Mahan said, Now, let's not assume that the Thargoids are hostile. Finally, on the 20th of June 3304, billionaire Zachary Rackham stumped up to fund the building of shipyards at a number of planetary bases in Colonia, a place which had been founded after Jacques Station had been found after all. The building of these bases finally allowed commanders to base their fleet at their factional headquarters in the region, something the Pilots' Federation had previously completely overlooked. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the old news because there isn't any new news this week. Truckers. Percy Thrasher here. Now, normally I'd be out farming barnacles, but sometimes the weather's too cold, so I sit down and read letters from our listeners. I remember the time that the pirates had run out of newbies to fire it. They decided to stoop to joining a group and attacking them all whilst in private. Now Mobius wasn't impressed. He took it as quite a bad jest. He spoke to Frontier. We don't want their sort here. They replied, we're doing our best. So some players found quite a solution to deliver some fast retribution. They started an action to attack the crew's faction. Not entirely the right resolution.
me fly all over the space Point to two light years crossed at a hill of a base Just turn the wheel and keep that smile on your face Maybe someday soon you'll be a top trucker Spaceways, back again for this week's Hut and Top Trucker. Now I gotta thank my kissing cousin Maria for her hard work these past two weeks around the clan. We all know her as Maria who puts the I insist in incest. Thanks again, cuz. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hut and Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. Almost as pain-free as having Maria come knocking on my door at 3 a.m. for a booty call. So let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, jumping around like them bullfrogs down by the creek, Commander the Original Bastard took the lead with 59,700 light years jumped. Tearing up the Don's dastardly desperados for the fifth week in a row is Commander Texas Stew with 31.2 million credits earned and accounted for. Does no one else know how to pull a trigger around these here parts? Our top mission trucker this week is Commander Malice XR3 with 278 mission points earned. Seems everyone was slacking in the missions department this week. Y'all get on the ball. Now hauling cargo like a hunting trucker auto, Commander Old Ed transported and sold just about 52,000 tons this week. That'd make the snowman proud. And driving the hunting high-speed rail this week, Commander Night Ranger hauled 2,632 passengers around the galaxy and received a 4.5 star rating on average from all of his passengers. Now if you remember, we have a new challenge set forth by Commander FTM Mustang. It's open season on Thargoids and you don't even need a license or tags for it. So if you're into fumigating a few bugs, Fire up that ship and get the Thargoid hunt. So our top Thargoid killer this week is Commander Liddy of the Void with 1,522 bugs squished. <laughs> That's a number. And our current leaders are now led by Commander Liddy of the Void with 5,586 destroyed. Commander Zane Till with 5,115 fumigated and Commander Ed Hunter with 4,263 splattered. First one to 10,000 kills is the winner, and the prize is worth fighting for. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital has been broken by Commander Rampage 737, who beat out that slowpoke litho breaker and did his run in one hour, 22 minutes, and 40 seconds just about a week ago. See, there's always room for improvement. Now, if y'all think you got what it takes to beat this score, then download the Hutton Helper 
and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Then make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Truck, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways. Only ships in the galaxy with Maria's phone number etched into the cubicle wall. Needs you, brave pilot. Join the Space Rangers, all five thousand of us. We are simply the best pilots in the whole of the gig in the Milky Way. Come to our headquarters on Mars and experience our marathon training sessions. Whether you're a complete freak or just need a refresher, we'll light the fuse of your piloting passions and make sure you don't end up a space dust. Don't be a drifter! Break away from your previous life! After eight months of training, you'll be able to join our club. We'll teach you the twelve skills required to join us as one of the best pilots in the whole galaxy. So take time out of your busy schedule and give the Space Rangers a twirl. It won't be a picnic, there's no riding around all day, but you'll get a real boost when you start cashing in bounties left, right and centre. If you don't fetch it up. When crunch time comes, you're qualified you can fly as part of our team or on the Toblerone. There are a limited number of positions available within the ranks of the Space Rangers. Numbers are limited to a maximum 5,000 pilots. 4,999 pilot positions open. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Which means that you have to pay off a pretty... Means you... Start again, Chris. Which means you're off to pay a petty... Start again. Which means you're off to petty France with all those other plebs who left it too late. Well, that was fun. Can everybody hear me for the mug? For the mug. For the mug. Well, this this is fun. People can't talk to us. That's the that's the problem with uh, having none of the admins around. Sorry, we're getting there. If people, you right click and request talk power. There we go. Oh, well ah, done. Oh, Thanks, yeah. Shouty. Yay. Yay! Thank you. That was entirely a seat came back. Oh, well, well done. It was entirely. <laughs> Well, that wasn't that wasn't a shambles I, at all, was it? I, I, I spotted I spotted the problem about spotted the problem as soon as the entire went away. I went. Lossie can't talk now. I can. No, you can now. <laughs> yeah. I was making tea. Right, lovely. Well, that's good. That this is you can't believe how good this is going to sound in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to sound so can't professional. Believe it'll sound good in the edit. Yeah, of course. No, no, that's fine. We're just going to play live radio instead. Don't worry. Oh, so everyone's asleep. Yeah, quite. Nobody will be awake. They won't know what we're doing, so it's fine. Yeah. Good evening, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is for you. I'm Mr. Dusty. Give me your trash. Night-night.